Okay, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> Not Somali Mormon, episode five. Oh my god, is it really five? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you're right, it is five. Yeah. Oh, welcome, welcome back. Thanks welcome for back. people who listen, the, the select five people. <laughs> yeah, I love thanks you. for following us on social media, the little <laughs> following we have. <laughs> Oh, I love it, though. It actually really has made me super happy, like, seeing people's comments and, like, seeing who's listening and just, like, yeah, the support has been amazing. And the messages, too, because I'm learning so much shit that I did not know before. Yeah. So keep them coming in. And we were just talking about, like, we want to start, like, sharing your stories. Either, like, you can participate in the show or just send us in something and we can like read your story if you don't want to actually be on the podcast um but the point is we want to start doing that maybe like every other episode or something so if you guys have stories send them in please send them yeah please do it do it do it okay (laughs) (laughs) and just a little recap last week was on the temple right yeah yeah okay And and the week before that was Joseph Smith. Yeah. So I literally cannot remember. Like it's horrible. <laughs> I keep forgetting the order that we're going in. Cause oh, me they, too. cause you and I just talk about these matters like every day. So the topics are like blurred and I'm like, wait, did we, did we do that whole episode on that? Or I feel the same way. So listeners, if you've heard, like if we repeat ourselves, <laughs> forgive us. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But no, really do forgive us because I repeat myself a lot and it's a struggle. Also, I'm not going to apologize for my accent, but I will kind of. I've been in the States recently in Georgia. So my accent's a bit strong and I've decided lately, I don't, this is not relevant to you, like people listening, but to you, Katie, is um, (laughs) that I don't want to filter it anymore. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm so happy because I really like it. (laughs) Thank you. Because I'm just, like, tired of, like, putting on this fake accent, and now I'm just, like, I'm just going to have my normal accent. And if people think I'm stupid or trashy because of it, then, uh, fuck you. That's what I have to say. When you sent me that message and you were tired and your accent was really coming through, (laughs) I was like, ah, this is Sarah Little. This is her. She needs to just talk like this all the time. So no apologies. I I will not let you apologize (laughs) for it. When I went out, I I remember when I first went to Utah, girl, my accent was so strong when I was like 18 and straight to BYU. I had no idea because at the time I didn't think it was strong. Mm -hmm. And then I like listened to some like home videos at that age and I was like, holy shit. I was like, hey, y'all. Like it was (laughs) so strong. I remember you having an accent. When I first met you, but it w- I don't remember being like, I don't know, shook by it or anything. I just was yeah, like, oh, yeah, she's from the south. <laughs> yeah, I I quickly like changed it because I remember I got so self conscious about it like after a while because like you know annoying guys are like oh my god can you say this and this in your accent can you do that and I just like got super annoyed that's rude. quickly yeah yeah so then I just like put on this fake accent which I don't even know what it is like I don't know where in the states it comes from but yeah 
But Anywho, enough about me, but not really. Tell me more. <laughs> Let's talk about me always. <laughs> talk about Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we are talking about modesty. And yes. we don't mean like being humble. We mean like as in your dress and your clothing. Yes, your appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because modest is hottest. Oh. As we <laughs> Pull my hair out. <laughs> Oh my god! I that meme you sent me the other day had me tickled. I could not stop <laughs> laughing. Like I just need to look at it one more time. Is it what the Miley it? Cyrus one? Or yeah, one? it's that one. Oh no! Did I not send it to you? Who did I send this to? I thought I sent it to you. No, it's the one that's like the comparison between. Um, like, on the left, it's, like, culture says, and it's, like, this girl in, like, short shorts and, like, a tank top. And underneath it, it says, these shorts are in. Everybody's wearing them, and there's nothing wrong with showing a little skin. Besides, it's hot. I know I'm a Christian. <laughs> and then the picture beside it is this woman who has, like, a button-up T-shirt, a jacket, and a long skirt, like, completely covered. And it says, God says... You are a masterpiece, and I made you for your husband's eyes only. Your clothes draw attention to you, but your attraction should come from the good you do in my name. <laughs> oh, so I'm rolling my so eyes so bad. hard. Oy. I know. It's, I like, know. it's so b- bad. It's hilarious, but it's so bad because it's so close to the truth of like what you're told in a lot of extreme religions. Oh, 100%. Like... I remember that it was like always like oh you know like what you wear is like you know it should be for your husband your future husband only and like blah 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 and no man's gonna want you if you're dressing like that no suitable man no suitable man right no Mormon man no returned missionary will want you (laughs) no garment wearing Mormon man's gonna want a trashy thing like that maybe I don't want a garment wearing Mormon man (laughs) how about that. god okay so katie because you're like really good at this and you're prepared because i'm I'm not you brought up the street of youth pamphlet like so okay so for listeners like in the mormon church you are taught from a very young age motherfucker i don't know how to turn this thing off it's okay there will just be some dinging in the background yeah I'm so sorry, everyone, because it's a group chat, and it's like, I don't know how to turn it off. Sarah's really, really popular, if you guys haven't picked up on that. (laughs) So, she is, like, getting blown up. So, just... Like, literally, this is so popular. Soup's toast (laughs) pops. Um, yeah, so, no, so, you're, like, tall at a young age that you have to dress, not really guys, though, even though they try to, like, say, like, and this applies to men, too, it's never actually taught to men. Like It's not really about men. But they, yeah, no. like you said, they it's try to say like both men and women need to dress modestly. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's nothing that men really would wa- ever want to wear that is technically outside of the standards of like exactly. Mormon modesty. Well, I remember one time I brought it up because they're talking about bikinis. Mm-hmm. And I brought it up and I was like, but men get to wear like Speedos. And that's like, I would say even worse than a bikini because like it's hugging all those areas and like there's nothing left to the imagination. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were like, no, it's not the same. And I was like, how is that not the same? 
Yeah, it like, is. It totally is. It's just anyway. that sexist double standard that, yeah. Yeah. Is very prevalent, but it, I think it stems down to, or boils down to, not stems down to, <laughs> um, <laughs> they say that supposedly what being modest is, is covering all the parts of your body that the temple garments uh, would cover. So, like, your shoulders, um, like, your cleavage, your stomach, uh, your legs almost down to your knees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, your back and everything. So, but you don't get those garments until you're, you go through the temple. Um, but they, like, teach children and teenagers that they need to prepare to get these garments. So they have to dress as if they're already wearing the garments the underwear underneath the regular clothes yeah so i think that's like where it comes from um but it still doesn't really make much sense when you like look at it (laughs) it's like what the hell (laughs) yeah no not at all so like yeah so it's it's i I don't remember if they said that as a kid i i know it started in young women Mm -hmm. which is like okay so for listeners um young women is like you have primary which is for like as a kid like from what four or something like that, four to twelve. Um, and, yeah. Because <clears throat> then you have nursery, right? Before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then from twelve to eighteen, you're either in what's called young women, which is obviously what the name means, like just teenage girls, and then you have young men, which is like the teenage. So twelve to eighteen, boys go to this class, and then the girls go to young women. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there is when I remember. Them first being like, oh, you shouldn't wear this and this and this because it's immodest and like, um, it's so that you can prepare to wear the garments in the temple. Yeah, and that was the first time I remember being like, what? But also, I think maybe this point is interesting to make that because I grew up in in Georgia, so in like in the deep south, like there weren't a lot of Mormons like at all and. It's so fucking hot there that, like, hardly anyone used that rule. Like, in mod, like, every, like, I remember, like, being able to wear tank tops and stuff like that, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that's just because, like, everyone does it, I think, in the South. Like, it's not as strict or it's not as, like, enforced because it's just so hot. And also, people just, like, don't really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, my mom was strict about it. Like, she would always try to, but, like, I hardly ever would. I Actually, that's a lie. I have one one time where I was, like, 12, and I went to a friend's house and stayed with her for, like, two nights, and I came home wearing a tank top, and she was, like, through with me. Like, she was so mad about it. Oh, <laughs> no. You're doing wearing a tank top. Like, you're not allowed to go over there anymore. And I was like, doesn't matter. It's just a tank top. Like, because I couldn't understand it as a kid. Like, why I couldn't wear just a tank top in the summer because it was so hot. Yeah. But then, I mean, she was kind of the extreme because everyone else in my ward, like, they all wore, like, booty shorts and, like, tank tops. And it was never a deal. Like, never. Yeah. That's... That's interesting. I think it also is because, yeah, like you said, there's not such a high density of Mormons there. So you're more surrounded by, like, normal people in a normal society that are dressing <laughs> normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
because I remember when I was a little girl, like I was maybe eight. Um, I remember I had a friend in the neighborhood, which like I've said before, the whole neighborhood essentially besides like two families were Mormon and crazy. Um, they had this pool and they were having a pool party and I was like an eight year old in this really cute little like frilly bikini, like the little girl bikini. And the girls in the neighborhood like made fun of me and were like talking about how I was being immodest because I was wearing a two piece versus a one piece. And I remember I went home and I was like crying to my mom and saying that my friends told me that I was immodest and that I shouldn't wear a bikini and my sweet mom was like, oh, because she bought me this super cute, like, little eight-year-old bikini, and I was, like, embarrassed by it at the age of eight because of that culture. It was horrible. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that. At the age of eight. That's insane. But, I mean, I say that, but um, I've, I've – well, I don't know how to say that – uh, to protect the person's identity, <laughs> someone I know who has like, I remember being around their kids and their kids were, were like that as well. Like I remember them being like, like to the other, like the sibling, like, Oh, you're not dressing modestly. Like, and they were like, you know, nine, 10. And I was like, oh. girl, like, stop. It's fine. Like if she wants to wear that, it's okay. And they're like, no, she's not being modest or like, Sometimes with me, they'd be like, oh, she's not like, you know, like, oh, mom, like, she's not wearing this and this. And I was like, oh, my God, it's fine. Like, yeah, just worry about yourself. Like, don't worry about other people. Worry about yourself. But it's because it's so. But I remember, like, not so much in my teenage years because I was really rebellious then. And, like, I never wanted to dress like I'm doing air quotes modestly. But, like, when I went to BYU and stuff, that's when I started being, like, oh, like, really self-conscious about shit. Because everyone there is, like, super judgmental. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did you see that she's wearing this and this and that? And, like, cause I, girl, I own so many tank tops because I always had to have a tank top under whatever I was wearing. Yeah. Because of my boobs. And yeah. I didn't want to have a cleavage. So, like, and because cleavage comes up to my neck, I was basically <laughs> wearing a fucking turtleneck my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. So annoying. Uh, yeah. And cardigans. That, yeah, oh, and cardigans. Because you have to cover up. <laughs> oh, my God. I know we've talked about this before, but I just need to say it again. The first thing I did when I decided to leave the Mormon church was threw away all of my cardigans. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I had, like, at least 15. Like, because you had to have one for every occasion because almost everything you buy is not going to be modest or garment approved. Right. So I was always wearing a goddamn cardigan and I used to be obsessed with them and now I just like hate them (laughs) yeah no I avoid them at all costs (laughs) yeah um but so I have up here the for the strength of youth I can just kind of say some of the stuff it says it's pretty pretty quick (laughs) but um it starts out with a scripture from first corinthians that it's the one that says that your uh your body is a temple so that's like another thing that they're trying to base it on is saying that your body's a temple. And so, I don't know, it's sacred and you shouldn't show it or something. Um, oh, yeah, man. it says your body is sacred, respect it and do not defile it in any way. Through your dress and appearance, you can show that you know how precious your body is. You can show that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and that you love him. 
So that like irks me. <laughs> that rubs me the wrong way when it says like through how you dress, you can say that you know how precious your body is. Like oh I think you can know that even if you're naked. And exactly. you should know that, right? <clears throat> but eh, it's icky to me. That's gross. Well, it's it goes back to the whole like so in the temple, I don't think I, I talked about this last time. But that's a good connection is that part of the ceremony is that they have what's called this like cloak. I think it's what it's called a cloak. It's like it's like this green thing that you put around your waist. Oh, and yeah. it's like it's supposed to look like leaves uh-huh. because it's it represents when Adam and Eve transgressed, like when she partook of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, she now could see sin and she realized she was naked. And so they had to get covered up. Uh-huh. And so, essentially, what they're saying is that, like, being naked is, like, a sin or, like, you should be ashamed and, like, you notice it and so you have to cover up. So, in the ceremony, when that happens and you all stand up and you put on this, like, robe and this cloak thing, like, this leave thing. And that's, like, represent that, like, you you now see the way or whatever. I hate that. Um. Yeah. <sighs> yep. And then also this like my friend, this is just another kind of along the same lines. She posted this like article on Facebook today. It's a real article too. Like honest to God, I thought it was like a spoof, like a the, I thought I was going to click on it and it was going to be the onion, you know? Uh-huh. Like for sure this has to be fake. And the title of it is Men Prefer Debt-Free Virgins Without Tattoos. Uh, oh my god I just did the hardest eye roll <laughs> and I like I literally like I read it and I was in such shock it's from this like Christian woman like she has this like blog called the transformed wife.com and it's just like she's like unfortunately there are so few of these types of young women anymore because of the high cost of college debt and sexual promiscuity even within those in the church so she's like Oh my God, I just can't even. And like one of the lines in there, I just have to quote one of them is most girls have not read the Bible with their husband or with their father or husband to explain it to them. (gasps) Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, because apparently, you know, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) It's the end of the show. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'll have to send it to you because, honestly, I read it. and Please like, send I quote, that to me. I, will, I was just like, this cannot be real. And people cannot actually, like, support this woman and no, her opinion. No, that is just, that is horrendous and also hilariously stupid, but, like, <laughs> vile yeah. at the same time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that people like this exist and that they post shit and that people actually are just like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, what? Like, you don't even have to be like religious or not religious to be like, um, women can read. They don't need their husbands or fathers to read and explain to them the Bible. So gross. What? I know. But it's like this whole thing, like women shouldn't be tattooed because you know your bodies are sacred but it's like okay if I got have you noticed that too in the mormon church i realized that that if a man was tattooed it was like not a big deal it was like oh they like 
you know, repented of their ways and come back. And now the girls are like, well, actually, it's kind of hot that he has, like, tattoos. <laughs> but if a woman, like, leaves the church or she joins it and she has tattoos, like, she's always trying to cover them up. Like, I would notice yeah. that. Yeah. And, in fact, even, like, when I went home for my grandmother's funeral recently, my ex-sister-in-law, she went to the funeral, which was awkward as fuck to begin with. Anyway, she showed up, and she's Mormon. And the first thing she says to me after not seeing me in about eight years, doesn't even say, hey, hello. She goes, did that hurt? I was like, excuse me? The tattoo on the back of your arm. I was just looking at it the whole time, and I thought, mm, that must really hurt. <gasps> uh, ew, yep. that's just so, mm, so yep. snarky. It's so snarky, inappropriate, and also hypocritical because that bitch has a tattoo on the back of her neck. Wow. But she's, like, uber Mormon now and, like, Molly Mormon. You should have been like, what, did it hurt when I fell from heaven? Yes. (laughs) That's what my brother told me to say say to her because he has, like, a whole bunch of tattoos. And he heard it and he was like, you should have been like, does it hurt? Or it hurt when I fell from heaven. Yeah. And I was like, you're so stupid, but I should have said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it says here, too, um, talking about tattoos um, in the Strength of Youth pamphlet, it says, do not disfigure yourself with tattoos or body piercings. Young woman, if you desire to have your ears pierced, wear only one pair of earrings. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you called that out. Disfigure is the word they use there. Yeah. First of all, disfigure. Point that out, yeah. That is so harsh and literally, oh my God, such level of brainwashing. Disfigure. Okay, whatever. Second thing, and I would always argue this in high school to Bishop because I was that I was that kid. But I was like, I don't get it. If God says you can have one piercing, like one, you know, wear earrings, then why can't you have other piercings? Why is he just like, nope, you're only allowed to have what's fashionable or classy, but not anything more. Why wouldn't he just say you can't have any piercings at all then? I know. They could never, ever answer that question. Because for if, like, yeah, it's like, it, uh, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if there even is, if there even is a God. He wouldn't care about something so petty. You know, that's just stupid to even think that some omnipotent being would even give two craps about that. But since Gordon B. Hinckley, the prophet, um, he was a couple prophets ago, he said that in like a general conference talk. And so now it's considered straight doctrine because, you know, supposedly he got that revelation from God. And I, I think that was that. back in like, I don't know, early 2000s or something. So, it, and, and another thing too is it's like, what about cultures that they get piercings like for cultural reasons? Is that also defiling? And oh, what did they say? Like disfiguring, disfiguring. your body. <laughs> uh, it's. Ugh. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, I, yeah, because. There are like a lot of cultures that not only do tattoo or like piercings, but they have like tattooing or mm-hmm. scarring, you know, like that's part of their culture. Yeah. And so it's like saying like, oh, you know, no, God doesn't want you to do that, even if it is part of your culture. Like, no, no, no. Like, we, <sighs> we have it right. And we are this elitist Mormon white people culture. Yeah, we Western will tell civilization. You, <laughs> we will tell you what's right. Don't you worry. <laughs> exactly. 
Like I just, I know, I remember getting into so many arguments about that because I, I always wanted a tattoo, even from like a young age. Like I was like, I'm gonna get one, but then you know, Mormon religion was like, you can't have one. It's blah, blah. and then every time I'd ask someone, like, but why? Why does it matter? Like I just don't see why God would be concerned about it. Like I get you're saying it's my, your body is sacred and it should be pure and blah blah blah, but it's also my body and they talk like agency and like yeah. I should be able to have control over like how it is. And you know, who's to say and, that a tattoo equals pure or not impure? Yeah. You know, they just exactly. labeled it as such. It doesn't mean that it is any of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember like, because like once I started going to BYU, I was like, Oh man, I was such a judgy bitch. Oh my God. It was bad. Like, I, I went from not being, like, being very, like, defiant and asking questions and, like, playing devil's advocate type thing to, like, where I was so judgy, like, all the time. Be like, oh, you're going to wear that? Oh, that's not mom. <laughs> what um, did you think about how I dressed when you first met me? See, that was the thing, though, is that with you, I didn't think that. I always thought, like, she, I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, oh, she wow. Well, cool. that's good. <laughs> I know, but that's the thing is that, like, but if, but I think it's because in my mind, and don't hate me for saying this, but in my mind, I was like, oh, she's not really active, so it's okay. <laughs> no, that, I, that makes so much sense. I think that's how a lot of uh, Mormon people think. Yeah, like, yeah. I think at that point, like, I really, I remember being like, she's super cool. I want to hang out with her. I feel comfortable with her, and, like, it's natural. It's, like, fun. But I was, like, never judgmental about you because in my head I was, like, oh, but she's, like, not active, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah. like, if you would have been if you would have been a Mormon, then I would, like, an active Mormon, I would have been, like, oh, Katie, you I can't believe like, you're wearing that. You should that. probably not wear that. Yeah. yeah no, I'm sure I would have been, like, mm, that's what you're wearing? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny how the judgment yep. is I, – I mean, I got – and still do get a lot of judgment from Mormons, but I found yeah. that it it's really harsh, like within the Mormon community, like against each other. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. I was not judgmental outside. I mean, okay, that's I can't say I was a hundred percent not judgmental because I think I think I was pretty harsh during that phase in general, but. Like, I, I remember, like, not really, because, I mean, I'm from Georgia, and most of my friends weren't Mormon, so I was never judgmental about them, but, like, with my Mormon friends in Utah, or wherever else, I was, like, real judgmental, and especially in, and when I moved to Germany, too, and I took out my, or I got my endowments, like, after that, I was, like, uber self-righteous, and, like, <laughs> judgmental, and I think, but honestly, I think what it was, that I was bitter, because I was having to wear garments. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, hating the world and super bitter that people got to wear cute clothes and, like, not have to be wearing fucking biker shorts and tank top or, like, full-on t-shirts under their bra, like, sweating and having, like, swamp crotch all day long. (laughs) So, I was, like, really, really bitter and harsh towards everyone else. I was just like, oh, I see that you're wearing that. Well, it must be nice. Or even this, because girls who were tall, I remember this now. So girls who were tall would buy the garments that were like extra small so that they would be really short on their legs. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So then they could wear shorter stuff. And I was fucking livid about that because I'm a short bitch and like (laughs) none of them came short. I'm sure, I'm sure and curvy. So like, 
I couldn't be wearing an extra, extra small <laughs> without looking like a busted can of biscuits. <laughs> I would have to get like, the medium, which is like for me, technically, like in Mormon standards, like a medium is like a large slash extra large in Mormon clothing. <laughs> and then that shit would go down to my knees. And oh I was my like, gosh. this is so unfair that like, because uh. I'm short and curvy, I have to wear, like, the worst things, whereas, like, these tall, thinner girls were able to wear, like, really short stuff. And then I'd be like, well, that's not fair. I remember getting into this, like, not an argument, but being like, well, that's not fair. Like, y'all get to wear this, and, like, technically it should still go to your knees. And they're like, nope, it just needs to cover our garments. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. That's so not fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I remember even things like that. Like, I don't know if it was like this for you at your, um, like, junior high and high schools, but in Orem, there was, like, super, super intense dress codes because, you know, mm. like, basically everyone is Mormon. And so, like, they would do that measuring thing. Like, if you were wearing anything that was, I think it was, like, an inch above your knees. What? You would get in trouble. And... I like as you know I'm like taller I'm like five eight and a half and yeah. so things on me would like it it'd be hard to find anything that wasn't just like pants I couldn't wear shorts or skirts of any kind because they'd be have to be way long um, to reach my knees and I got in so much trouble like I got sent home or had to change so often in like really? junior high school because of those stupid rules and so I don't know if they're more intense there than in other places of the country but it was well, pretty intense I, I bet I mean like in my high school we had those rules but they weren't they weren't like an inch above your knee it was um your shorts couldn't be shorter than your fingertips like yeah. fingertips that's how it started I remember in junior high Uh and then like they changed it so that they had to be an inch above your knee because I think people were getting away with wearing things that were shorter if they had like shorter arms (laughs) I don't know Uh they were really like strict about it and they had this specific hall monitor that would wander around this teacher and she would wander around with a ruler and she would oh. literally measure your skirt or your um, your shorts. Of course, oh, not the guys, because no one cares about the guys. It was always the, <laughs> for the girls. And um, I remember I had this, like, brand new, it was so cute, this little, like, blue polka dot dress. And I was in seventh grade. And it was too short, this hall monitor said. So um, my mom had to bring me something else. And this girl that was in my ward like saw the whole thing happen, like saw me get in trouble. And that following Sunday in Sunday school, she told everyone about it and was like, Katie <gasps> wasn't modest at at um school and so she had to get sent home because she wasn't modest. Like just totally what embarrassed a me. Patty nasty petty bitch. Yeah. I mean and stuff like that happened like on a regular basis. <laughs> it was it was insane that culture of like and that's why like I've told you before I think I got labeled like a slut or skanky or whatever even though I wasn't doing anything with guys like I wasn't (gasps) totally covering my whole entire body all the time (laughs) oh my god 
is craziness. That's awful. That's really, really horrible. I mean, I was lucky enough that, like, yeah, where I'm from, it wasn't like that. Like, thankfully, like, because everyone, <laughs> everyone in my ward was, like, not dressing modestly. So it didn't really matter. Like, I was probably the most modestly dressed or whatever. But that's still, God, that's awful. I can't even imagine, like, going to church and, like, girls being like, yeah, so-and-so got sent home because she was dressing immodestly. Like, yeah, and it was, like, in front of me. And then people started laughing, and I was so embarrassed. That's so messed up and so hypocritical on so many levels. I just can't even. Yeah. And there was this boy. I remember one time I wore this this dress to church that was, like, it technically didn't have sleeves, but it was, like, those really, really thick like straps you know like it basically almost covered your shoulder but um Mm. if you were wearing garments the garments would have like peeked out and it was this like linen white dress I had just got from the gap and I felt so cool in it (laughs) it was long (laughs) like a maxi dress and this boy that was like my same age I don't know I think I was like 13 and in church he was like that's immodest you shouldn't be wearing that and I was like, what? Like, people care so much what you're wearing when you're living in that culture. But, I mean, the thing that I want to point out in this story is that it's a boy telling you you're yeah. immodest. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that's the biggest theme in the Mormon church that I've ever experienced, or when I think back, is that, like, men constantly telling me what I am and not, mm-hmm. and am not allowed to do with my body. Like yes. what I'm, I'm not allowed to have sex. I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not yeah. allowed to show my body. I'm not allowed to blah, blah, blah. And it's always because, and this is another story. So to like lead into it, it's a way that they control you, but also make you feel guilty. And like, it's like body shaming. You feel that. very ashamed of your you natural very, state. Very, yeah. Exactly. And I remember in university at BYU that um one of my roommates was she was she went to church but she was always a little less active. Like she didn't dress that modestly. She was always kind of a little they called her like quirky. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, kind of like she went to church but she didn't really like follow everything. And mm-hmm. she started dating like a Peter priesthood in the war. <laughs> yeah. And I remember she came home crying one night because she was upset that like he told her like they were like he was sitting up and she was laying down in his lap or something like watching a movie. And he said like, oh, you know, like you need to start wearing clothes that like cover up because you're like cleavage is showing and it's like really hard for me to focus on anything else you're not being supportive of me and you're not like helping me be a better person and like blah 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 and basically just like made her feel mortified and like disgusting ashamed yeah and I remember she came back and I was like what like that is not okay and because I had never fully experienced that like I experienced more of like Mormon douchebags telling me like you know, your face is really pretty, but your body needs to be changed. But it wasn't, like, ever in, like, a sexual way. It was more of, like, I find your body disgusting. So I never really experienced the whole, like, oh, like, now they're telling me, you know, before it was telling me that I need to change my body because it wasn't sexually appealing enough. But now they're saying, like, to my friend that her body's too sexually enticing or whatever, and she needs to cover up. 
Yeah. But I didn't even know what that was. And then later on, I remember experiencing that a few times where guys would tell me, like, oh, you know, like, your body's too tempting. Like, it would be nice. Basically the same thing that the guy told her. Like, it would be, you're not supporting me. Like, can you wear clothes that are, like, not as form-fitting? Or, like, can you try not to, like, show off your curves as much or whatever? I mean, they said it in their own way, but it was always condescending, like, you know, basically, we can't control ourselves. And, you know, you're dressing a certain way to show off your body. And it's just like, blah, blah, blah. And this is like back in the day, too, when I had garments. So I mean, bitch, what could I have worn to be revealing? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, fucking turtlenecks and cardigans covering up like, I mean, I can't help that I have tits and ass. Like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. Like, yeah. There's only so much covering up you can do, but they made me feel so ashamed of of my body. And for the longest time, I was like depressed about my boobs, mm. basically. Like I was just like, they're too big. They're like not like they're just like not what any Mormon guy would want. Like I'm not like wife material because mm. like they don't look this way or that way, and like these are considered like sinful because. They would say that too, like if like if I would date a guy and he would masturbate after because we were making out or he like wanted to touch my boob or whatever, he would blame me and be like, you know what, you made me sin today because of Ugh. like basically your body and like blah, blah, blah. That is so disgusting and I, I hate that so much. <laughs> and I even went to like a bishop one time to like, to like confess my sins because I really thought that like it was my fault that he masturbated and it was on me oh so my I, god like you actually got his hand out and made him do it yeah basically i <laughs> was like you threatened oh, him and we're like you better get going <laughs> mister <laughs> you better start spitting motherfucker oh, or get that lotion ew, i just can't handle and and that's so prevalent too like yep they think that it's the women's fault and it's all on the women's shoulders, like literally, you know, to cover themselves up or they're going to tempt men and then men are going to sin. And then that sin is the woman's fault. Yep. Yep. And I remember like right before I left, I started uh, the church. I started asking or like, like bringing this point up because when guys would say that to me, I would always be like, but isn't that insulting to you as a man that like you we're basically saying that you're not able mm-hmm. to control your thoughts and actions. Yeah. I mean, if if someone told me that as a woman that like, you know, if, if some like if I said that to a man, like, you know what, like your body is too much and you need to cover up because I'm not able to control myself. I would be insulted that like people would think that or that I would think that about myself that I wasn't able to control my actions and thoughts. Like, am I not intelligent enough? Am I not like, you know, like civilized enough? Yeah, exactly. And they would just be like, Oh, that's not what it means. I'm like, but that is what it means. It's saying that you can't control yourself. Yeah. It's basically saying like, they could never go to a beach ever because every woman there would make them sin and they wouldn't be able to stop themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous is what it is. Oh man. I, I can't even get started on that. Like it's just now taking me like last, I would say last three years, maybe a little less. 
where I've like come to love my body. Whereas, before, I mean, there's still some days where I'm like, maybe they're right, but blah, blah, whatever. But for a long time, I was constantly like, like I said, either the extreme of them saying like the culture, especially in Utah, of being like, you have to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. your body has to be perfect and dressing completely modest and like, blah, blah, blah. So I would always be like, okay, my body's not good enough because I'm not skinny. I'm not like this. Like no guy's going to want me. And having Mormon dudes tell me that like your face is pretty, but your body needs work. Like, or yeah, Uh. I'm just friends with you. I mean, you're really pretty. Like you have a pretty face, but like, I'm just not really interested in big girls or like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so like, it was like that or the extreme of what I just said, where it's like, oh, your body's too tempting. It's too sexual. Like basically saying that like, I'm a, I'm a good whore to hook up with, but not someone to marry. Ugh. Like essentially, like a Mormon guy would not want to marry someone like me. That is horrendous. And so I was, yeah. Like I just like hated my body for such a long time. And then right before I left the church, I started like embracing it. And I think that's another thing that like pushed me over. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm wearing garments that just make me feel so unattractive on a daily basis. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to wear this. And then I'm being told I need to cover up. I'm being told I need to change my body. I'm being told that it's too sensual, that it's too whatever, that my boobs are too big. My ass is too whatever, like all this shit. And I was just like, I'm done with it. I'm done being a part of something that's constantly telling me I need to change my body Yeah. because I I don't want to be a part of any type of organization that's telling me how I present my body to the world. Good. Uh, I I don't want to. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you did. Cause (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so terrible. Like, and I think I know somewhat a a bit of what you're saying with like the body hate. Cause I really, really hated my body too in like um middle school mm-hmm. but because I think that was around the same time I've told you that happened with my bishop when he told me that I wasn't dressing appropriately and that oh. I was having like causing men to think unclean thoughts and causing them to sin. and I think I was 13 that's so pervy yeah that is so and it pervy. like scarred me and it really traumatized me and I felt really gross about myself and like when you're that age you feel gross anyway you know yeah you're already insecure enough yeah you're you're going through all these changes like you have like pimples and you're about to get your period and blah blah blah. so I I think once I hit high school I just I kind of like rebelled from that and I embraced just wearing whatever how far I could push it, you know, because I was like mm-hmm. trying to reclaim some like autonomy of my own body and not let people tell me how I could dress. But mm-hmm. it came with a lot of like judgment and pushback and people labeling me as stuff. And like, I, yeah, which, so then that way I wasn't even. I wasn't loving my body either. It was just like the reverse. So I was going through all this tumultuous shit. (laughs) But yeah, getting told to cover up all the time. I totally get what you mean. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. Oh, and that reminded me, um, have you ever heard the quote from Dallin H. Oaks about modesty? It's like kind of a famous one. 
no. it was in um, General Conference of 2005. He said, young women, please understand that if you dressed immodestly, you are magnifying this problem of pornography by <gasps> becoming pornography to some of the men who see you. Oh, my He God. literally said that young women are becoming pornography if they dress immodestly. Wow. That was in 2005. That wasn't even that long ago. Wow. And that's from someone, for listeners, if you don't know, that's like an apostle that supposedly like has this great relationship with God and can speak with him and all that stuff. So. Wow. I'm in shock right now. I don't even know how to like really process it. Yeah. Like there's so many things that are fucked up about that statement it's that disgusting. I just. I, oh yeah, yeah, and there's oh, ugh, it just gives me the heat. Oh, well, that's kind of like this. Oh, I, this is such a good example. So, I think I talked to you about this before, but I think it was like two years ago or something like that, around that time, roughly almost two years ago. Remember when the whole like Michelle Obama said that um, basically what. Trump represents is just like off like it's just horrible and like women need to stand up and like you know become unified and like make sure that like men don't take advantage of them that they're able to be strong and independent mm-hmm. like that really amazing speech that yeah. she gave was like yeah. super empowering and then all these like Trump supporters and like conservative haters were okay so sorry people who are listening if you're a Trump supporter or conservative I'm not bashing you as a whole like I know that there are some people out there who aren't horrible people for being Trump supporters <laughs> or conservative. But I'm just saying as a general that there was just like this backlash of like, well, why would we listen to someone who says that Beyonce is a role model to their kids and like blah, blah, blah. When Beyonce is just like basically like a whore dancing on stage half dressed. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like this huge thing. Like it was blowing up on my Facebook that all of these like friends from Georgia and stuff were like, I can't even, in Utah, like, my Mormon friends, too, like, oh, like, why would you believe what, you know, she says, like, she says that Beyonce is a role model for kids. Well, Beyonce, like, dances on stage, like, half-dressed and half-naked, and she's just, like, saying that girls should be doing that, and blah, 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 blah. And so, I never post anything political on my Facebook, but I remember I pointed that out, because my whole argument was, it doesn't matter if Michelle Obama said that she supported Hitler, because in the sense that what she said about Trump was still valid and what she said about women was still valid. So her personal opinions should have been kept separate from that statement because it did not affect the point she was trying to make that women as a whole should be uplifting each other and empowering each other and like making sure that they don't allow men to take advantage of or, you know, make them feel suppressed, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And so my my whole argument was it doesn't matter who she says is a role model or not because her statement is still valid. It still holds true and everyone should be, like want to support that because it's a good thing. What she said wasn't a negative or controversial thing. Like any person who believes in human rights should be like, yes, that's a great speech. Kudos to her. Yeah. That was my whole argument. And people just got on there and they just all they could focus on was Beyonce and how she's not a role model because she's not dressing modestly. Literally, that was the entire art. I mean, I had post after post after post 
of people saying, you know, she's immodest, she doesn't dress, she's, you know, dancing, booty shaking and half naked clothes and blah, blah, blah. And then there was a bishop from a Mormon church, which I know will never listen to this, but a close family friend who got on there and basically was saying the same thing. Like, you know what? It's rape culture. Like he wasn't saying rape culture, but he was saying like, well, if a girl gets up there and she's like, you know, dressing half naked and shaking her butt, then if certain things happen to her, like she's basically asking for it. Uh, I don't know why people can't understand like just to be decent. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't understand it either. And I would, I argued back with him and I was like, you know what? I could walk out of my apartment butt naked and that still does not make it okay for a man to violate me no never it mm-hmm. does not make it okay it doesn't matter what i'm wearing it doesn't matter if i'm on a fucking strip pole and i'm no. naked and i'm going down it it doesn't mean that he can grab me and violate me in no, any way that never wants. never it does not matter and he just like kept going on and on like well god God loves you, Sarah, and he loves all of us, but he wants his his daughters to be dressed appropriately and modestly. Like, first of all, I don't well, care what your God says he wants for me. I know. I'm going to choose. I will choose if I believe in that God, and then I will choose if I want to do what he says or whatever, you know? Like, yep. why do people think that they can just tell you what this God that they believe in says is whatever righteous like i don't know why they think they have the authority to do that i don't and it's on your facebook post it was on mine and then he had the gall to delete me because i was just too much i was too sinful i was too defiant and too sinful good riddance i know and to this day and this is like someone who i grew up with like close family friend to this day like it's awkward like even this last time i went home I, like, had to avoid him and his family because it's just this awkward, like, where he still thinks that he's 100% right in defending this or his argument, and I just cannot. I've gotten to the point in life where I'm like, you know what, I I don't even feel the need to act nice or, you know, put on a fake smile. I don't care. I don't like you, and that's all right. Like, I can't, I cannot entertain that idea with anyone, and I'm just like, I if you support that way of thinking, I cannot be around you. Yeah. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I've I've done the same thing with um, like a family member actually that Mm -hmm. I think I told you he got super upset. He's, he's very Mormon. And he got very upset because I wore a fake nose ring (laughs) and I posted a picture of it and that's, you know, against the whatever, you know, code of modesty in Mormonism. And so he made this big fuss about it, compared me to an heroin addict. Oh, and my then God. made this, all these mean comments about how I wasn't treating my body right and <gasps> blah, 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 blah. And then deleted me off Facebook. And I think I've seen him like once since then. And that was like three years ago. And it's just, it's so awkward. You try to avoid it because. I'm just like, I don't want to even talk to a person that's going to say that kind of thing about you or about anything and then just delete you. And yeah, so I've had the avoidance thing, too. (laughs) Exactly, because my thing is like, why are you so concerned about what I believe in or about like how I'm dressing? Exactly. 
when people get so upset about like how I look or how my body is or whatever, I'm just like, why do you care? It is not your body and it doesn't affect you in any way. No. Like yeah. why? It must just so be like them usually it? like projecting insecurities mm-hmm. about themselves or also they've just been indoctrinated so hard into a religion that they think that they're like doing good by spreading God's word. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So maybe they think that it's like for the greater good when actually what they're just doing is causing a whole bunch of harm. Well, and that's a good point you you say too, that it's like this whole, like you're being an example and you're spreading God's word. But like now that I'm out of the church and I like am hearing what people say about you know, how I used to dress and stuff like that. It's funny because when I would dress that way, I would think like, oh, I am being an example. I bet they look (laughs) at this and think like, she's different, but in a good way. Like there's something wholesome and like pure about her and like blah, blah, blah. And now it's just more like, girl, we just always thought you were hot as hell or like (laughs) you just like had to wear a cardigan all the time. Like, well, it was like never like that, that those thoughts never even entered their mind because (laughs) that's not really how people think like yeah because people don't determine if someone else is wholesome by like whether or not they're showing a certain amount of skin (laughs) (laughs) oh funny so ridiculous oh man anyway yeah like but now I feel like I don't even think about it normally but like the modesty issue but then when I go back to Utah it's like it all comes flooding back and I feel Mm -hmm. like the judgment and even if people don't say anything, I can like feel it. And I feel that I'm very different and I get looks, even though I, I don't realize that I'm not being modest, I guess. Yeah. But it's just cause it's just normal to me now. And I don't know. I just even, you can just tell. And like, then people make some comments about like, something you're wearing and I'm like oh yeah this is a thing <laughs> people live their lives this way how sad <laughs> yeah no I totally like it's like again it's not really about like as much clothing where I'm from but like I definitely feel judgment from like like when I went home recently just with my tattoos yeah. and like my piercings and my piercings I have three holes in my right ear and my mom saw it goes well is that another hole? And I was like, yes. He's like, well, isn't that just nice? (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember like, oh shit. And like, I, they've seen my other tattoo that's on the back of my arm, but I got this like little micro one on my wrist and I had a watch on most of the time, but you could still see it like peeking out and how my family deals with things that they don't talk to me about it directly, but I could tell they were judging me because it's Mm -hmm. like not, it's not ladylike, right, to have these tattoos oh or it's goodness. not modest or whatever. So it's kind of just like, mm, that's not okay. Oh, man. <laughs> but I just don't even care. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it feel- did kind of get to me, like, the first day or two, actually. I was, like, trying to, like, cover it up. And then I was like, what? Why do I even care? Yeah. I know what you mean. And I think it feels really good to just not care and let it go. <laughs> Yep, it's liberating. It, it can make you feel like sh- really shameful and I don't know, kind of guilty in a way for well, a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And like the correlation that I, I felt with, okay, so as I said before, like 
I felt really insecure about my body and I hated it and blah, blah, blah. And then when I, when I like left the church, I started wearing bikinis. I started like embracing my body and like, I am like now totally like, I'm not, I mean, there are days, everyone has days, but for the most part, I'm just like, Oh, I love my body. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. I would have never, ever been comfortable enough to walk around in a bikini or like even just like change in front of someone because I was always like, Oh, I need to cover up. I need to cover up. And I think that plus what others have said just like made me like so insecure about my body. And then when I left the church and it was like, oh, like I can wear a bikini. Like, oh, like I can be naked in front of a man and like he likes it. Like, that's great. Like, and just totally embracing my body. Like, this is how my body is. Like, and I'm going to love it and I'm going to like show it off. But to the level that I feel comfortable with, not with anyone else, but me, like, that's what's important. Exactly. It's so much more healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have a way healthier relationship with my body now than I ever have. And with food and with like exercise, like everything. Yeah. Because I'm not obsessing about being this perfect Mormon wife or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Me too. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, that's that. That's all I have to say about modesty. <laughs> I think that's all I have, too, for now. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that'll come up again when I start thinking of other stories or, like, other topics we talk about, but... Yeah, it all kind of, like, intertwines. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Well, that's it. So, story... Moral of the story is modest is not hottest, so... No. And even if people say that, like, that's just fundamentally, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's like you're trying to be modest to also attract someone, yet they're telling you to be not modest to not have someone obsessed about your body. Like, it's all just super confusing and dumb. It's so confusing and contradicting and just like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, they still have those like billboards and stuff up in Utah. No, they don't. Yeah, and they have ads. I actually have a friend on um Instagram. She she's Mormon, I believe, still actively Mormon. And she even posted on her Instagram story that she was in like some remote town in Utah. And the ad that came up on her Instagram was this company called Sexy Modest. Oh and they it, they like sell modest clothing that's supposed to be like sexy. It was so gross. <laughs> so it's still a thing. It's still it's alive and well in Utah. Oh my god! But it, I remember that though. There was some shop that was like that when I was in Utah. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, there's a few like boutiques and like stores and stuff that just c- completely cater to yeah, like style it's like clothing. They had those, um, oh, fuck, it starts with a D, the name of this company, Down, no. Down yeah. East? Down East, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one where it has, like, those T-shirts that are, like, basically cut out of your garment, so it would, like, always cover, and I remember girls would buy, like, like stocks of it, like, I mean, like, 10 plus, I had, like, probably 10 of different colors, yeah. and you just always wore them underneath whatever you wanted, like, oh, when they would wear it under a tank top oh my god that's like the worst <laughs> ever or under like a spaghetti strap t-shirt or a uh, dress like a yeah maxi dress yeah that's and they, classic oh. classic girl I used to be that that fool like I saw some of my pictures the other day and I was like what was I wearing oh my goodness you've and it become was liberated I'm so happy for you <laughs> 
finally. Oh, I feel like so I'm in my... much better. And we don't have to be hot and we don't have to feel bad about our bodies. And I feel yep. like I don't judge other people about what they're wearing. So no, just so much more freedom. In fact, <laughs> now when I see people wearing like clothes that are even, I'm doing air quotes, more immodest than usual. I'm all like, girl, get it. Like yeah. I'm impressed. Like I'm like, yes, queen. Like I love it. Embrace Seriously. it. Like mm-hmm. our bodies are amazing and they keep us alive obviously so (laughs) we shouldn't be ashamed of them your bodies are amazing male or female whoever is listening because i mean men have the same insecurities that i mean not the same but they have insecurities just like women do yeah about their bodies and whatever and so yeah yeah it's not just about women but for today it's gonna be i'm just kidding Well, yeah, if any of you listening have any stories about modesty or about just anything, um, let us know. Like, write to us at our email is um, notsomollymormonpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, someone send us a story, even if it's about you, like, walking your dog. I just want to get an email. Yeah. I don't write think us, we've gotten an email. I know. <laughs> we've gotten other, like, feedback, but nobody's emailed us yet, so... If you want to be the first one, this is your opportunity. That'd be real nice. (laughs) Um, Or you can just continue to share the love and you guys are listening and liking and posting and sending us like direct messages to our Instagram and Facebook. So that's really cool. And thanks for all your support. Yes. Thank you very much. We love it. Oh, I like it and love it. Um, and yeah, next week, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, we might have a guest speaker next week, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. So um, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> yay. And again, like if any of you guys, I don't know why I just said any of you guys. If any of y'all <laughs> want to share your story and you don't want to like to actually say it, then we can read it for you or you can, you know, be on the show, whatever. Like we want it to be relatable to all so if you want to share your story this is the platform to do it please share it let us know don't be bashful (laughs) we want it all yep all All right right. once i'm talking i'm I'm over it listeners so (laughs) okay thanks (laughs) bye bye